Good morning. I'm going to say that really loudly because we have a lot of people gathered in the lobby and other places. Good morning. My name is Carissa, and I'm excited to welcome you to Sunrise this morning and welcome those who are watching online, which is great if you don't want to drive in the snow, but really unfortunate if you were hoping for pancakes, because as I think Dan said that last week, we haven't figured out the teleportation of the pancakes yet. So welcome to our thankful service. Um, things look a little different, and it's exciting to be able to eat together and spend time together and just um, worship and reflect on all the ways that we really have been blessed and just be thankful um, as we go into this Thanksgiving week. Uh, even though things do look a little bit different, um, we do still have QR codes on the back of the chairs. So especially if you are visiting this morning and it's one of your first times here, or maybe you've never actually followed that QR code and filled out some information, we would like to get connected with you and just welcome you, send a gift your way, and thank you for spending the morning with us. Um, for those of you who may be watching online, you'll see that link probably already in the comments, um, both where you can get connected and also to see information about the announcements that we have this morning. Um, we just have a couple, really. Next week is the start of Advent, which... A week ago Sunday, it didn't look like that at all. Now it definitely does with the snow outside. So Adv Advent begins next week. Um, for any families who have not yet filled out um, the little code and survey to get the Advent family bags, um, feel free to do that. Those will be available in the lobby for people who said they could pick them up in person. Um, and I believe there was an option if you couldn't do it that way to get a hold of that. Um, we also will be beginning the celebration of Advent here in church, and uh, just watch for more information. We'll have more info soon about Christmas services and things that are going on um, with these weeks to come. Thank you. Good morning. Some things are going to go a little bit out of order today, but as you probably can tell, what we're going to do this morning is something that is a little bit different, but really is reminiscent to what took place in the first century. In the first century, you'll notice that, that we have the communion tables set up here, um, and, and in the early church, they didn't actually celebrate communion the way that we often celebrate communion. There wasn't so much wafers and tables, and it wasn't tacked on to the end of a service, but it really functioned as a part of a love feast where the church would gather together and they would eat together and they would celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ and be reminded of who he was and what he had done. So today we're going to be doing that uh, in the context of a meal together and in the context of the saints gathered. Um, and, and so what Dan told me I had to do today was I had about 10 minutes or less uh, to talk about something that I am thankful for. So, so, so the question that I want us to ask and maybe answer today with a passage of Scripture and just sort of five or six uh, quick thoughts is this. What do we have to be thankful for? And, and as most pastors do, when I'm thinking about a Thanksgiving message, I, I automatically, my mind goes to Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 16 in the story of Cain and Abel. Right? That's what you think about when you think about Thanksgiving. The passage begins, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Adam made love to his wife Eve and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. 
The story continues on, and Adam and Eve made love again, and they had a second son. His name was Abel, and, and, and these two boys, uh, one became a farmer, Cain, and one became a rancher, Abel. And in the course of time, they decided, Michaela, we're sitting right up here. Good to see you today, sis. Thanks, thanks for being here. And in the course of time, they each brought offerings to the Lord. Do you remember what Cain brought as the farmer? Somebody? Vegetables. He brought vegetables. And Abel was the rancher. What did Abel bring? Yeah, he brought meat. He brought the first fruits, the fatted portions of his flock. And God looked at Abel's sacrifice and he said, It's good. I accept this. He looked at Cain's and he said, Try again. Right? Then something really interesting begins to happen. In verse 16, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you would do what is right, you will be accepted. But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. And the scene closes. The curtain opens again, and the second scene of Genesis chapter 4 shows uh, Cain luring his brother Abel out into the field. And when he gets him out into the field, what does he do? Yes, he does. Smashes him over the head with a rock, he kills him. And then the Lord comes again to Cain, and he says, where's your brother? To which Cain responds, Am I my brother's keeper? There you go. And the Lord says, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out from the ground. Now, here's, here's where we, we, we often sort of stop and we, we don't continue on to, to look at the story. But as the story continues to go, God and Cain have this sort of interaction. And, and as the blood of Abel cries out from the ground to God for vengeance, God places a judgment upon Cain. And he puts a mark on him. And then he says this. He says, you will work the ground, but it will no longer yield crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer upon the earth. And Cain says, this is more than I can bear. Today you've driven me from the land. You've hid me from your presence. I'll wander the earth. And whoever finds me will kill me. Cain's declaration of God's judgment was actually even harsher than the judgment that God had placed. And then the Lord said this, not so, anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. There are six things, six short sentences that I want to talk to you about this morning, just very quickly. Um, right before we eat. So we're going to eat after these six sentences are communicated. The first thing is, is that I'm thankful that when we fail, God makes the first move toward us. What do we have to be thankful for? It was God who went to Cain. Yes, the answer is Jesus. Sounds like a squirrel, but it's Jesus. That when we fail and when we sin, God is the one who makes the first move toward us. The second thing that I'm thankful for, I'm thankful that when we sin, God provides a way back home. What did he tell Cain? If you do what is right, you will be accepted. We run from God and he runs toward us. 
And when we sin, we are never outside of the grace of God, for He provides a way back home. The third thing, I'm thankful that God has given us others to care for and to love. The question that Cain asked of God is, am I my brother's keeper? The answer is clearly, although not overtly stated in the text, yes. Yes, you are. We have been given to one another. One of the things that I tell every group of students the first day of class is that I believe that education happens most effectively within relationship. And so, for the next 15 weeks, as the semester goes, this is what I tell them, you get me and I get you. I'm thankful that God has given us each other to care for and to love. Number four. I'm thankful that our cries for pain and suffering and injustice reach the ear of God. For some of us, the holiday seasons aren't easy. For some of us, they bring up memories of pain and loss. For some of us, we've buried loved ones on the 23rd of December. For some of us, Thanksgiving is a reminder that there's an empty seat at the table. But the story of Cain and Abel tells us that our cries of pain and suffering and injustice don't fall on deaf ears. God hears and he knows. The fifth thing, I'm thankful that God's punishments are just and redemptive, not arbitrary and punitive. For most of my life, I sort of felt like this. I felt like every time that there was judgment, that it was, it was punitive. It was retributive, right? There was just, God was mad, and he had to get his pound of flesh. But as we read the story of the scriptures, as we read this account particularly, one of the things that I notice is that God's judgment, the, God's judgment on Cain is actually a mark or a judgment of grace. God's judgment is redemptive. He wants us with him. And finally, number six, I'm thankful that the scars and the marks that we carry can be a testament to God's enduring grace and mercy. Verse 15 tells us that then God put a mark on Cain. Why? So that no one who found him would kill him. Have you ever thought about this, that your scars, scars are wounds that have healed. They've healed into, into tough, hard skin because you've been through a battle. You've been through disappointment. You've been through pain. But the body does what the body is supposed to do, and it provides healing. The scars on our heart kind of work the same way. I'm thankful that the scars and the marks that many of us carry can be used as redemptive, Testaments of the resurrection power of Jesus because they give us credibility to walk with others who are experiencing the same kind of pain that we've walked through. What do we have to be thankful for? A lot. But today I'm specifically thankful that when we fail, God chases us. I'm thankful that when we sin, God's provided a way back home. 
I'm thankful that God has given us others to care for and love. I'm thankful that the cries of pain and suffering and injustice reach the ear of God. I'm thankful that his punishments are just and redemptive, not arbitrary and punitive. And I'm thankful that the scars and marks we carry can be a testament to God's enduring grace. Here in just a minute, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for the food. I'm going to pray for for each of you. And at some point um, in the next five minutes or so, Carissa is going to be coming around and she's going to dismiss us by tables and we can come and, and we can eat. But, but, but as you, you sit around the table today, as we enter into this season of thankfulness and thanksgiving, here's what I'd like to invite you to do as you're, you're sitting around the table and you're talking. Um, I, I, would like, I would like for you to engage with, with each other, the people that God has given you in this space. And I would like for you to share with one another what it is that you are thankful for. So, Father, we thank you now for this time. We thank you for these good friends. Lord, we thank you that, that as far and as fast as we run from you, you run further and faster toward us. We pray that you would be with us this morning, that you would lead us and guide us. Father, that you would, um, Lord, that you would give us your grace toward each other. So God, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And as we transition into a time of food and fellowship, um, those of you watching online, we will have a video that will play for you to enjoy rather than watching us all chew and try not to spit food out of our mouth. Um, But for everybody inside here, Just a couple of quick words of instruction. We'll start with our two center tables, and then we'll work our way out. So in just a moment, you can kind of filter up to the front. That's where the silverware, the napkins, and the plates are so that you don't get to the end of the line and wonder where the silverware was. So grab all of that as you come up front here, um, and then we'll make our way on down the line, and then I'll dismiss the next tables after that. Hi, I'm Debbie, one of the elders here at Sunrise, and I'm going to answer those questions that we were uh, prompted to answer. The first is, what am I thankful for? And I think a lot of people always say their health, which um, I'm also thankful for. And I think every day I'm just thankful that I can walk, that I can talk, that I can see, that I can hear, that I can do, that I can serve others, and I'm just thankful for that. Uh, I lost my parents to cancer in their 50s. And so the fact that I'm still here, I'm thankful for um, every day. Aging is a gift that not everyone gets. Probably the thing that I'm most thankful for um, is, is my family. I've been reminded over the last several months of how important that is and how we only have sort of a, right, there's a limited time where we get to spend with each other um, on this earth and sort of in the same house. And so really thankful that I like and enjoy uh, my tribe. I am thankful for um, health. Uh, We had a health scare this year and we are just grateful that everything turned out okay and that we are all able to be together. Hi, my name is Joel Rasdahl and I am thankful for God's provision. We have so much stress and we have so much noise in our lives saying that we have these problems or that things aren't going well or that things are falling apart. And at the end of the day, we're still here. We're still here. We still have each other. 
we're fed, we're clothed, we're blessed. We are so blessed. And God gives us that every day. And I am so thankful for it. Hello, I'm Ryan Torrey, and I am thankful for pie. I am thankful for, I was just thinking about this, um, maybe weird to say, but just health in general. Um, we, I was thinking back to last time we tried to do this thankful service with the brunch that you guys online aren't a part of right now, but um, back to 2019 when we did it, it was super fun. We had a lot of people, um, but in 2020, obviously with COVID, we couldn't do it, and we're excited to do it again now, so excited for health for everyone, but also specifically in our family. Um, Chris's dad, she, he's been battling um, Hodgkin's lymphoma, not Hodgkin's lymphoma, and it was seeming pretty dire there for a, for a while, but he's kind of turned the corner and we're just thankful that um, he's still here with us and God has brought some healing about in his body, so we're just thankful for health. I am thankful for snuggles from my cat and my dog, my husband, and my baby. <laughs> Um, my second, the second question was uh, a memorable Thanksgiving, and I've had many, um, but actually last year um, we were at my sister's, long table, lots of relatives and great food, but my little grandbaby, who is, uh, was 16 months old at the time, granddaughter, she had an ear infection, so she wasn't feeling very good, so we had the whole feast laid out, and I'm at the very end, and she just wanted to be held by her grandma. So here was this beautiful feast. I got one bite of Thanksgiving potatoes, one bite of turkey, maybe a little stuffing, but that was okay. I just got to hold her throughout the meal. And I'm thankful for her leftovers because I took many home. Probably one of my favorite Thanksgiving memories, sort of an ongoing memory, um, but it would be sort of two things. I am thankful for uh, the food specifically. Uh, my mother-in-law's mashed potatoes. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of a fan favorite in our house, uh, never to be duplicated. And I'm I'm thankful some of the memories from growing up. We would always go to my grandmother's house, and uh, it would sort of devolve from Thanksgiving dinner into this sort of he a haw esque uh, singing and you know uh, guitar playing festivities. And so those are fun memories. I'm from Pennsylvania, so one of my favorite memories is just going back to my family in Pennsylvania and just all being together under one roof. Um, we always call it the crazy holidays in Pennsylvania, so my kids got, get to experience all of their extended cousins and just everybody being together. My favorite Thanksgiving memory is that time that I got sleepy after eating turkey, which is pretty much every time I've eaten turkey. My cousins and I used to always Put on shows at every holiday and so we would like sit in the basement for a long time and like plan a dance and song and go up and make everybody watch us and that was always fun embarrassing to think about but it was fun i'm kathleen tory i have been going to sunrise for almost two years now um my favorite thanksgiving memory was actually uh thanksgiving 2019 and I'm going to try and get through this without getting emotional, but I make no promises. Um, we lost my grandmother November 2nd, 2020. So Thanksgiving 2019 was her last Thanksgiving with us. And my dad's side of the family is a rather large family. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving ranged between 30 and 35 people each year. And 
2019, my uncle was also sick um, with cancer, and so he was feeling rather nostalgic and sentimental and asked that we all go around and say what we were thankful for. My grandma was 97 at the time, and um, as everybody was going around saying they're thankful for our family and how much time they got to be with our family and how much they love our family, they got to my grandmother and she said, I'm thankful that all of this is because of me. And so um, I hold on to that. And the third question was, what am I thankful for concerning Sunrise? And I've been now, I think, almost five years, almost six years here at Sunrise. And uh, I'm just thankful for the staff. Um, I love everyone here, their dedication to Sunrise and to their ministry here. I'm so thankful for the other members of the elder team. Um, they're just great people, loving people, care so deeply about Sunrise and about each of you. So the things I'm thankful for. Sort of goes along with the family thing, but I'm just grateful for the people, for the relationships that I have here and the people who care for us. Um, I am thankful uh, to find a place uh, that is kind of passionate about some of the same things that I'm passionate about. I am unbelievably thankful uh, to have the ability to serve alongside of and with people uh, that are really intentional about pursuing Jesus in a relentless and reckless way. I am thankful that I know people here. Um, it's just nice to be able to interact with the, the people here and, and kind of know them. I don't know, I, it's nice to have the connections here. So what I'm thankful for about Sunrise is um, just honestly, uh, it's maybe weird to say, and, uh, since it's like a material thing, but just this building that we're in. We, I know some people who have come to Sunrise more recently don't even think about it, but uh, it was a long road to get here to this building. Um, several years ago, where we moved in, when I started at Sunrise, like I said, 12 years ago, um, we were a mobile church, and we were for the worship team rehearsal time seemed it was like unloading the trailer setting up everything up and then rehearsing and then after church we'd stay for a long time tearing everything back down loading up the trailer we were at the pinnacle center for several years then on to the hudsonville middle school for christian middle school for several years and then finally god um had this building for us in mind for a long time so we we settled in here a few years ago and it's just been such a blessing for to be able to do more ministries with and even the, recently now we have a school that's been able to jump in here with us and be here throughout the week and then we're here on sunday morning so it's been a blessing for a lot of people so i'm blessed by that um i am thankful for how welcoming we are to children that they can be in the service they can wiggle they can make noise and we can still worship and all worship together Hi Sunrise, I'm Mike Dorn and um, I'm, I'm asked what am I thankful for and there, there's so many things obviously with, with you two. Uh, I would summarize it into the revelation of God is just amazing to me e even in this season and I'll, I'll tell you. So God's revelation in His Word, in Sunrise Ministries in our family, in my grandchildren, in, in my in my in my wife and our marriage, um, and in and, and in the church and teachings, and there's some some books. So 
God's revelation of truth, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, and his revelation in truth that teaches us how great he is, how much he loves us, and that we have such a mission to love other people so that they can know him uh, as well. So his revelation in, in, in this book, his word, other books, and in people, all of us who are part of this family, different gifts, different persuasions, uh, different talents, different thoughts and, and loves, but he is perfect. And I just thank him for the ability to know him and to then be able to prayerfully become more like him, to have fun, to have joy, and to draw other people to him who is the God that I am thankful for. Uh, it leads me to thankfulness for Sunrise Ministries. Um, we, we had a, a season of prayer. Do we have a purpose? Do we have a ministry? And we believe that God said yes. And we've changed over the years. And uh, what we want to do is transform the world with God's grace and love. So we need to know more. We need to love more. We need to then do more and outreach more. And I think God is, is doing that with us and for us. So I love the family here, um, from our small group to uh, people in the ministry to the visitors. I, I'm just thankful that, that God has a place for us and, and has a mission for us to do together in His love. And there was a question about um, a, a, a holiday memory, a Thanksgiving memory, and I'm old enough where I was around and, and one of seven kids in a blue-collar family um, our Thanksgivings were just great feasts of food and time and football games and in a small uh, living room. But the one thing that I kind of remembered this week was before the days of butterball turkeys and all the moisture in turkeys and all the stuff where you can cook a perfect turkey, uh, my mom used to dry the turkey out so much you could hardly peel it off the bones and you could you had to somehow try to make a sandwich or whatever out of it. But dry turkey made by my mom's loving hands for us seven kids and our relatives who would ever gather um, is, is just a funny, great memory. Uh, thank God. I thank God for you. And I'm just very, very blessed. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay, so as we continue on with our morning, I'd like to in invite the worship team and uh, Pastor Dan to head over here, as well as uh, Joe and Carol are, are going to come forward. And today, we're going to sort of uh, end our time uh, gathering around the Lord's table and with, with worship. So we talked a little bit earlier about things that I'm thankful for. One of the things that I'm thankful for this morning, that I'm especially thankful for, are the fact that there are scars in heaven. Oftentimes when we think about heaven, we think about no more tears and no more pain and no more suffering. But I'm thankful that as the resurrected Jesus stood before Thomas, Joe and Carol, if you guys would get elements, you can serve the, uh, the worship team before they come. As the resurrected Jesus stood before Thomas, eight days post-resurrection, our Savior held out his hands and invited the doubter to put your fingers here. See my hands. Reach out your hands and put it into my side. It was in that moment, the moment that Thomas encountered the post-resurrection scars of Jesus, that he finally understood what Jesus had been talking about 11 days earlier. 
when he said of the bread, this is my body broken for you. And when he turned to the cup and passing it to his disciples, says this is the new covenant in my blood shed for you. Those same scars that Thomas beheld give us access, my friends, to this table. Those same scars secure our place and our inheritance as sons and daughters. Those same scars are at this very moment present at the right hand of the Father as an eternal reminder of the high cost of sin and God's willingness to pay that price. Today, we gather around the table to celebrate the ancient ritual called Holy Communion. If the rest of the elders would please come forward at this time. The ritual we're about to celebrate goes by various names. Depending on your sensibilities and how you were raised, you, you might call it Holy Communion. Others of you might have grown up celebrating the Lord's table. Um, but one of the most ancient monikers of the celebration we're about to participate in is simply called Eucharist, which comes from the Greek and it means, wait for it, Thanksgiving. I honestly cannot think of a better way to conclude our time than by gathering around this table in worship, having celebrated a meal together as the ancient church did, to come together in thanksgiving with the Eucharist. Every time we gather around this table, every time we give thanks in this way, my friends, we make a fresh declaration of our trust in Jesus Christ. So if you're sitting here and, and, and you're like, well, Dennis, I, I, I've never taken communion. I've, I've never actually ever really even professed faith in Jesus. That's kind of what this is. This is a family thing. But if you're gathered around one of these tables... You're welcome as family. But know that as we take this bread and we drink this cup, we are declaring something about Jesus, and that is the fact that Jesus is Lord, that we're remembering his sacrifice. We're being reminded that his body was broken for us. His blood was shed for us. We are experiencing again those scars that inhabit heaven that were offered to Thomas. They're offered to us through this table post-resurrection scars. It's also a declaration that we long and we remember the Lord Jesus and we declare his sacrifice and our loyalty to him until he returns. When Paul was, was talking to the church of Corinth, he wrote these words, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread And he gave thanks to God for it. Any guesses what the uh, Greek word there is? Eucharistesas. And then he broke it into pieces and said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, 
He took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirming that, uh, confirming, confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you announce the Lord's death until he comes. We're going to pray and ask the Lord's blessing on this bread and this cup. The elders will then approach a table and they'll, they'll come from either side, one with bread and one with the cup, and they'll, they'll serve a few of us at a time. And they'll make an ancient, ancient declaration. The blood of Christ shed for you. The body of Christ broken for you. And you'll take a piece. And as they move on, you will celebrate the fact that there are scars in heaven. But those scars matter because they were, they're, they're born for our punishment. I'm going to ask Gina to pray. And then as we as elders, we're going to gather up and we're going to, to come and we're going to serve. Dan's going to lead us in worship. But allow these next few minutes to be a time where we gather before the Lord and we are thankful for who he is and what he has done. And that the post-resurrection reality that we experience in this moment is a reality that we can take with us as we go. Gina, would you offer the blessing, please? God, we are so grateful that you brought life through your son to those of us that were in bondage um, to the law. And we thank you that through your son, you made a way. We ask that as we take this bread and drink of this cup, that we would reflect and remember how much you love us, your great mercy that is there for us. We ask all this in your son's name. Amen. Sing you a 
There's a God who weeps. There's a God who weeps. Oh, praise the one who would reach for me. It's hallelujah to the Son of Suffering. It's stripes my healing all praise king jesus glory to god in heaven your blood still speaking your love still reaching all praise king jesus glory to god forever your cross my freedom your stripes my healing all praise king jesus glory to god in heaven your blood still speaking your love still reaching all praise king jesus glory to god forever glory to god stand together your cross my freedom your stripes my healing all praise King Jesus glory to God in heaven your love still speaking your love still reaching all praise King Jesus glory to God Suffering, 
heard your children then you hear your children now you are the same god as you are the same god you answered prayers back then and you will answer now you are the same god you are the same god you were providing then you are providing now you are the same god you are the same god you moved in power then god move in power now you are the same god you are the same believe it this morning you were a healer then you are a healer now you are the same god you are the same god you were a savior then you were a savior now you are the same god you are the same god oh god the leper then I feel your touch right now you are the same God you are the same God mm-hmm. we trust in you God so we trust in you God Spirit, Almighty River, come and fill me again. Come and fill me again. Come and fill me again. 
As we prepare for our last song, I just want to um, say that we'll continue in worship, but let's also continue in worshiping by giving our, of our tithes and offerings. You can do that as we sing in the bucket in the back. Um, also, you can scan those QR codes in the back of the chairs. I don't want to say too much because I want to keep going in worship. So let's give of our tithing and offerings. Faithful. 
we have a lot to be thankful for. We have directors and their spouses who got here early and who fixed breakfast for us. I'm really thankful for them. You have elders that didn't just serve you today around the Lord's table, but have persistently prayed and cared for you over these last months, and I am thankful for them. We have the chatter of small people in this room that reminds me that the church isn't just a big person enterprise. I'm thankful for that. We have a worship team today that led us to the cross and then hid behind it. And I am exceptionally thankful for that. But of all the things that we have to be thankful for today, I am thankful for the cross and the empty tomb. That we serve a risen Christ who tempted in all ways as we are, experiencing pain and sorrow and loss and devastation, being sinned against by us and our ancestors chose to run toward us instead of away and that's the message of this table I'm thankful for that and I'm thankful for a church that is attempting with all of their heart to live in such a way that the world out there knows that there's always a seat at this table for anyone who will come amen so as we go from this place 
entering into this week where we remember things for which we are thankful. Remember the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus for you. Go in his peace. Have a good week.